Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. President Joe Biden has promised his aggressive agenda to green the nation's economy will create good-paying jobs for Americans. However, there's one big issue. There might not be enough Americans to fill them, a problem that's putting pressure on Biden to tackle the nation's immigration system, which the GOP has demanded the Biden administration fix. Today, we talked to my colleague Zach Coleman about what immigration policies could help the Biden administration, the high stakes for his green jobs agenda. And this is a great story that I did with Eli Stokels and my award on, on our teams uh, here at Politico. Uh, we crossed the White House uh, beat here. And the challenges he faces ahead of his re-election campaign. It's Monday, March 6th. Zach, you're reporting that President Biden's promises of green jobs have an immigration problem. So what's the challenge he's facing here? Well, look, I mean, if you want to bring this green jobs revolution, you have to make sure that the industries and companies that you're bringing here are strong. And a lot of the companies that are trying to build projects or get their companies off the ground are running into a workforce problem. They don't have enough people to build and install the things that you need to build and install to meet these climate goals. And if you're a startup, you might want to hire some people from overseas and you just can't go through the rigmarole of of visas and immigration procedures Uh, So if you want to talk about building a vibrant green economy, you want to be able to attract the top talent to this country to do it. And that's where the rubber meets the road on this topic. Right. And so what kind of fixes to immigration policies could actually help the situation, according to sources you spoke with? I talked to some great people in immigration policy who mentioned visa quotas and caps are, are major hurdles here. I mean, you can only offer 85,000 H-1B visas a year. These are for highly technical, uh, highly skilled workers. And, you know, we think about 85,000 people for the entire country. That's that's just not a lot. Congress sets that limit. So there is a question about, can you raise those limits? Uh, you also have employment-related green cards. Uh, there's only about 140,000 of those. And each country can only get 7% of that total. So, uh, you know, if you have a lot of talented people that you want to bring over from India, Romania, wherever you want to do it, uh, there are limits on how many from one particular country you can bring to the U.S. So uh, th- these are some major hurdles, especially for companies that are looking at some pretty highly skilled employment gaps. More than half of students studying in graduate schools in the U.S., full-time for a lot of the same types of degrees that you would need to fill some of the green jobs that President Biden wants to get off the ground are held by foreign-born students. So, I mean, like, these are major logistical problems for companies that want to keep talented people here and have them working for U.S. companies, growing U.S. companies. And beyond that, you know, that's we've been talking about highly skilled workers here. Uh, there's also a need for electricians and construction laborers. A lot of people are here on temporary statuses, uncertain legal statuses, undocumented immigrants. So there's conversations about how do you uh, give people with temporary protected status, those are people who are here and cannot safely return to their home country, uh, more ironclad protections in the law. Uh, There are ways in which the Biden administration has tried to use humanitarian parole, so people who are refugees and have come over here um, 
to the U.S., try to give them some work authorization so they can actually work in this country. So there's a lot of different ways to kind of get at this issue, but it is not the sort of wholesale reform that a lot of advocates have been pushing for. Got it. And so what's your sense? And I know you all talked with administration officials and Democrats in Congress. So what's your sense of how committed the administration actually is to addressing this issue, given we all know how radioactive and challenging immigration has been over the years? When you talk to the administration and some of its supporters, they will note that President Biden's first action was to send an immigration reform bill to Congress when he got into the White House. But when you talk to lawmakers, they'll say he hasn't really done much to push that since then. This is a politically toxic topic. Immigration is something that Democrats have often been accused of being soft on. When you talk about the border, Republicans are very eager to have immigration conversations come up because they like to hit Democrats for it. But, you know, you you really do see the administration understanding that immigration has to be part of this workforce gap solution. They, though, are focusing on developing the pipeline of talent for people who already live in the country, uh, talking about retraining workers, about giving workers more opportunities, getting them into union apprentice programs that they think can help reduce the churn out of some of these pretty demanding jobs that they think will address some of the labor supply issues by actually improving retention, by improving job quality and safety. So, you know, they're there is an understanding, but there is a sense from the Hill and even from advocates off the Hill that maybe it's because of the politically challenging nature of this immigration topic, but that the Biden administration has not gone full force in pushing for uh, what it can on immigration on, on the Hill or even through executive actions. Thank you, Zach. Also, on Friday, Senator Joe Manchin indicated he would not support President Joe Biden's nominee to a top Interior Department position. It's just the latest flare-up between the administration and Manchin over climate policy. Manchin, who chairs the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee, signaled he would not back Laura Daniel Davis as Interior's Assistant Secretary for Lands and Minerals Management. Daniel Davis had agreed in a memo from the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management that drilling for oil in federal waters off Alaska should not have its costs lowered even if it resulted in increased oil production. Manchin said the memo showed the administration cared more about climate change than domestic oil production. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.